Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the Chief Marketing Officer Insights channel. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. And today we have with us Lisa Agona, who is Chief Marketing Officer of Insona. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. Fresh back from London? I am. One of my uh, favorite cities in the world. I'm a New Yorker at heart, but London's my next favorite city. Can you do a British accent? Or? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks again for, be for being on and, and making the time and how busy you are. So uh, you've been at Insano a couple of years now. Tell us a little bit about the company and some of the transitions that you're, that you're going through. And Sono is a carve-out of the marketing data and analytics company called Axiom, which many people know. And uh, it was carved out of that business and bought by two Boston-based uh, private equity companies. And a whole new management team was brought in, including me, uh, to revitalize and grow this business, which was formerly more of a, a stodgy old mainframe outsourcing business. And we've been transforming it into a hybrid IT, uh, hybrid IT uh, services business, helping our clients kind of transform their infrastructure from mainframe to cloud. All right. So um, probably a lot of challenges associated with that. But well, what, what's been one of the bigger challenges that you're facing? Uh, one of the biggest challenges is uh, when we carved the business out of out of Axiom we were left with no front end of the company, so no sales and marketing engine for the company. And one of the reasons I was brought in, it was to help build that uh, front engine. So that's, I would say that's kind of a big challenge. <laughs> so, it's huge because yeah. even though the company's been around for 50 years, there was a, there's a history here, we're actually acting more like a startup because there are many aspects of the business that needed built from the ground up, including marketing. Okay. So, um, when you're faced with a situation like that, what's what's your approach been? How you like your strategy for kind of getting this done? Because it, it seems like a pretty big task. Well, when I started, it was me and one other person who had been with the company for 13 years. And what we did was we actually put a strategy together going forward, how we were going to carve this business out officially, launch a brand new brand, and then build a, a marketing, a sales and marketing front end. And one of the first things we did, knowing that we only had two people and that we had to recruit uh, from the ground, is that we established a network of trusted contractors and agencies to help us get a jump start. Okay. So you're kind of uh, in a situation, I guess you're building the plane while it's flying sort of analogy. Um, yes. So what, um, in terms of, you said you only started with one person, so you're building out this team. What do you, what do you look for? I mean, what kind of skills um, are you looking to hire personalities? How are you setting up your organizational structure? Well, I believe I see marketing, B2B marketing, as a growth engine, a long-term growth engine uh, for uh, companies. And in particular, I've always kind of been in companies that were undergoing uh, significant change. So I don't see it. I don't see marketing as a drive-through window. I don't see it as a support function. And therefore, marketers and the marketing function has to act in a business-like fashion. So one of the things is I, I do hire people with business backgrounds because I think it's really fundamentally important that anybody that joined the team put our clients first and understand who those clients are 
and how they make money so that we can actually put forward the solutions and the marketing programs that make the most sense to them. Okay, makes a lot of sense. So from a um, business process perspective, what are some of the most important things you're doing from an infrastructure to, to build this new operation up? Well, we have put process directives in place. So when we came in, there was no marketing team. There was one person. Uh, there were no processes. So in our mandate is really around uh, building the Insono brand largely from scratch. It launched January 2016, representing the voice of the, of the client. That's understanding our markets and our clients through data and analytics. And then third, creating demand. And I think that, uh, you know, we've done a very good job. Uh, with brand and even with market segmentation, understanding uh, our clients and, pro and putting processes in place where we are focusing now on our top priority and where we're actually working with the Petowitz Group is on demand generation and building out the uh, lead management and data management processes that are going to make us fully functional. And then from there, really kind of layering on those data and analytics that will make us a great marketing team. So I'm curious because I've known you for a really long time and, you know, you're a planner and you've got everything laid out really well. But has there been a, any big surprises for you over the last two years? Just something that kind of caught you off guard that you weren't ready for? And if so, what, how did you handle it? I, I'm, a, I'm considered a big company person. So this was by most people's standard of departure for me because I come from Accenture and LexisNexis and HSBC. And... Building a marketing, so I've transformed marketing functions and optimized marketing functions. I've never built one from the ground up. And I don't know that it surprised me, but, you know, some of the things that I hadn't been actively doing on a day-to-day -day basis, I was responsible for doing here. So, you know, I had to roll up my sleeves and I forgot some stuff. So I had to kind of call my, rely on my network of colleagues and friends uh, to help me as we were getting started, because starting with a blank slate is different than walking into an established organization, even if you're going to transform that established organization. It can be a little humbling at times, can't it? Yes, but that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a definitely absolutely. Good thing. So how do you, from a technology perspective, you know, what's your thinking? Because you're, you're kind of building this from the ground up, but you're already a, a pretty big company. So from a strategic standpoint, what are some of the decisions you go about making in, in, in terms of selecting? Because if you were truly a startup, right, you would probably make different choices than if you're already a big company. I mean, for me, our, our challenges have been, they have been somewhat around marketing technology. I mean, when we, when we came in, we established Salesforce, uh, Salesforce as our CRM platform. Uh, the marketing team had no marketing automation, but what was most important is establishing some fundamental processes and also understanding what we were here to achieve before making decisions on technology. We ultimately chose a marketing automation platform through Marketo. I think we have a long way to go. And I think working with the Petowitz group, as we get these, um, lead management processes up and running, we're going to make new and additional decisions around technologies we need to bring into the company. But what I did want to do is start kind of bringing in new technologies before we even knew what we were trying to achieve and without getting the foundational stuff right. Makes a lot of sense. So uh, in, within your business, how much of, of your revenue comes from existing customers versus net new? Uh, this is a... Right now we have 50 existing customers. And I would say if you look since we've been here for two, about two years now, most of 
the revenue is coming from new logos. Okay. And one of the, but we feel that that client base of 50 uh, marquee brand clients has been under, we, we have not engaged with them at the level that we need to engage with them. So we've actually put into place a new client engagement model, as well as from a marketing standpoint, we're putting in client marketers in each of our regions to do nothing but work with our account executives and our client success teams uh, with the client base. Love that. So um, now two years in, what's your boss holding you accountable for and what are you holding your team accountable for? That's easy. We've done a bang up job building the Insono brand from scratch. We have a long way to go. Still, it takes years to build a brand unless you have big advertising dollars, but we've seen success there. Demand generation, demand generation, demand generation. That is what I'm being held accountable for. We've got to get a solid demand generation engine up and running, and that in turn is what I'm holding my team accountable for, and that's what our bonuses are tied to. So when you say engine, which parts? Um, just that the engine's up and running? Is it leads? Is it revenue? Uh, pipeline? All of it? Everything that we do is demand generation. So it's kind of a misused term. I'm talking specifically about the ad marketing. We impact this business in many ways. We do lots of work around uh, mergers and acquisitions that we do. We do lots of work building our Insono brand but we also are responsible for creating a source of leads for Insono in our sales team and then impacting leads that we actually don't initiate, but we should be able to help bring those uh, to wins. It's those latter two that we are being held accountable for, and that's where I need all uh, hands on deck and focus. Okay. Uh, so switching gears, um, as a successful women executive that's been doing this for a long time, what are some of the big changes you've seen as you progress throughout your career? And what advice would you give to young men and women starting out that want to be a chief marketing officer someday? When I started my career in the places that I, I worked, there were very few women. I do see more women and I do see more women in senior positions. Is it enough? No, it is not. There are still uh, equality gaps across the business world and especially in technology. So I think we have a long way to go. And in fact, at Insono, I'm starting a women's initiative because I think that it's very important. Uh, while many women have not experienced uh, deliberate discrimination, there's unconscious bias that exists in the workplace and even outside of the workplace. And, and my platform has always been around raising awareness of that. So, And for young women, I would just say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bootstrapper, so I started... I've just always kind of uh, worked very hard and never gave up. Okay. Perseverance is one of my good qualities. <laughs> good. That's, that's always great advice. Very important skill to have, too. <laughs> As I say, what it says, uh, attitude, right, over aptitude, that, that helps a lot. Well, that does. And when I uh, when I started my career after college, I, I bought a one-way ticket, People's Express, $25, moved to New York, no job, and... Uh, Made a, and I had two cheap suits from Sears, <laughs> and I made a career for myself. Now I look at that and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Some, sometimes it is good to be young because you can't do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, with all the changes going on in the market, uh, in marketing and, and, and in the market in general, is there a big trend that you think we should be paying attention to? Um, 
just from, from a marketing standpoint, I mean, I, I we have to get a foundation up and running here. But the thing that makes marketing teams great is data and analytics. It allows us to do more in actually generating business for a client. And I mean, I see that the future, you know, the role of sales will be quite different because the marketing team should be doing things to get a client or prospect to the point where they're ready to talk to somebody. And I think that requires a lot more sophistication than many of us have today, but it's the opportunity area. So I think, you know, we all see those, that data around when a salesperson gets involved, 65 or 57% of the decision has already been made. You know, I think we even need to kind of uh, take, from a marketing standpoint, take the prospect further along the buyer journey. And what are some of the best ways to do that? Well, to me, it's all about building building data and analytics skill. It's about understanding your prospects at a, a not just a, a firmographic, but at a, a behavioral level and being able to uh, act quickly. Okay. Predict behavior and model behavior. So great input, great advice. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Lisa, thank you so much for taking your valuable time to be on the program today. Thank you, Jeff. You bet.